Hey, y'all, it's Jenny Procopi from chronicdave.com, and this is a bonus audio interview associated with the Chronic Babe 101 book project. Um, I'm talking with my friend, Kevin Rin. He's a Chicago pharmacist and associate dean of clinical affairs at Rosalind Franklin University. He teaches pharmacists how to be awesome. So he is my resident expert on relationships with pharmacists. I often counsel y'all to build relationships and Kevin's going to tell us if I'm either full of it or if it's a good idea (laughs) and how we can do that. So welcome, Kevin. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Jenny. It's a pleasure. It's so cool to be be using you as an expert source. I, I love having so many good friends and colleagues that I can, um, you know, go to when I have questions like this, especially because, I mean, pretty much anybody who's going to be, you know, enjoying this project that I'm creating needs to have some contact in the, at the minimum with a pharmacist. Um, and you are my expert. <laughs> yes, I agree. No, when you started the Kickstarter, I mean, I we've been friends, and I kind of knew a little bit about what you did. And then, you know, when you started the Kickstarter campaign, was really sort of when I learned a little bit more. And uh, mm. certainly checked out your website, and, and I'm happy to to uh, give my two cents. People tell me I know we're not supposed to talk too long, but people tell me I can stand up and talk for an hour about anything. So I'd be happy to, <laughs> happy to answer anything. Cool. Well, I won't I'm take an hour. I promise. Okay, that's good. <laughs> um, no, I would edit you out anyway. No. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's let's just dive right in. I'm curious. Is it is it a realistic thing for for somebody to think that they can develop some kind of you know consistent relationship with their pharmacist? Oh, I think absolutely. I mean, you look back. You know, a lot of times people think of the pharmacist as sort of up on a pedestal and maybe not approachable, mainly because of the way pharmacies are constructed. Many of them Mm -hmm. were constructed that way. But if you look at sort of more newer models of pharmacies, they're trying to get pharmacists out there and talking to patients and being patient advocates because, you know, the latest in healthcare is more uh, patient-focused and patient-centered care so that we all work in a team as an interprofessional team uh, with, with the focus being on the patient and the patient's needs. So, um, it's, it's really timely right now to talk about it. I think it's something in pharmacy we've done a long time with a lot of patients, but right now with the changes in healthcare and, and new healthcare laws, the pharmacist is, is a lot more visible and a lot more active, and I don't mm. think people even realize, um, you know, all they can get from a good relationship. Yeah. Well, well so tell me, what, what, are, what do you think are some of the benefits um, that people can get from a good relationship with a pharmacist? I have a couple ideas, but I think I want to hear yours more than mine. Well, I guess I'd start with their education. I don't think people even know a lot. I mean, they're doctoral trained. You know, they've been in school anywhere from, you know, six to eight years, depending on how you got your, your PharmD degree. But, um, you know, so they're extremely knowledgeable. Um, they are on every corner, as you know, um, although mm-hmm. I know, Jenny, you and I have talked about mail order too, but certainly pharmacies are on every corner and they're, you know, I think the most accessible healthcare professional. So believe me, when I've worked in, in stores in the past, you know, and I've worked in hospital pharmacy, I get calls at two in the morning from a mom who, you know, needs something for their child or for themselves even, and there's no one else to call. So you know, mm-hmm. who's, who's available? Certainly there's a pharmacist somewhere working 
a 24-hour shift. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I know I, I've made many of those late-night, middle-of-the-night panicky calls, and it's always like, who, where can I find? Um, I won't name a local brand, but where can I find a, a local pharmacy that's 24 hours that's got somebody on staff? Because, I mean, I can't get through to my doctor usually, and um, y'all are who I turn to. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think for pharmacy, we've been giving advice away for a long time. And, um, you know, right now, truthfully, I mean, there's a whole other discussion, but um, pharmacists are, there's legislation uh, at the federal level in looking to identify pharmacists as providers. Right now, in many states, if you wouldn't, didn't realize it or not, we're not identified as healthcare providers. And that, that goes along with billing and how to bill for services. We bill mm-hmm. for a product, and then we counsel you on that product when you leave the store. Um, but what you're paying for is more the product and not the service. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of changes going on in healthcare now, and uh, pharmacies are on board with training and teaching their pharmacy students to be more active and become providers. So that's why you see things like mm-hmm. immunizations over the last several years in pharmacies provided by mm-hmm. pharmacists. And you'll mm-hmm. start to see a lot more you know, diabetes education sessions or asthma education sessions, you're going to start to see a lot more of that available. That's what you're seeing. And again, I won't name stores either, but, you know, you're seeing stores that are right, that are opening clinics. Some of them are, mm-hmm. are, are staffed by nurses and, and other healthcare providers, but they're also staffed by pharmacists who will be able to provide care and be reimbursed for that care. I mean, that's the bottom mm-hmm. line in a business. I mean, you do need to be reimbursed. Um, and that's why I was getting at earlier. The reimbursement has been more for the product and not for the services, and that's mm-hmm. that's going to change completely um, when pharmacists <laughs> are legally um, recognized as a provider, not just uh, a provider of the product, but a provider of cognitive services. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's really. I hadn't. I didn't know about that, and it's a really interesting idea to think about. And I, I think it almost even further stresses the importance of having some kind of relationship, a consistent relationship with a pharmacist or a pharmacy, um, if it's a collection of people that you see over the course of, you know, the year. Because if if they're going to be playing a bigger role in our care, um, we definitely want to feel like we can talk to them and that we can ask questions and understand the value that we can get from from that relationship. Yeah, definitely. As I said, I mean, they're on they're on every corner pretty much, and so they're available. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that um, what I guess what I'm getting to more is is having that relationship will just make it easier for them um, to talk to you about your meds, to talk to mm-hmm. you about when you should come for refills, and and how often if you're under or overutilizing your therapies. Um, you know, and then they can be in touch with your provider, whoever, you know, wrote mm-hmm. that prescription for you, whether it's a physician or a nurse practitioner or, or someone else that's your provider, um, mm-hmm. to really be that link uh, back to that. Because, you know, when you call the office, sometimes it's hard to get through to people and, you know, they're going to call you back in a few hours, but a few hours can turn into a day or two. And <laughs> yeah. it's nobody's fault, just people are busy. Um, sure. And so you can also rely on, you know, the pharmacy to tell them they'll call for you and as soon as they hear back, uh, you know, they're going to, you know, fix whatever problem there is and then they, you know about it. And, you know, to be honest, when a pharmacy calls an office, they're probably going to get called back sooner than <laughs> than a patient oftentimes. I mean, that's just the reality of, of yeah. healthcare. I think. So sometimes you're better off to, uh, you know, to work through your pharmacist. If it's a drug-related problem, you're, you're, you're okay. issue is. Um, 
Oh, that's a good tip. I know that. So. And I'm, I'm not implying that 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 they're that they're ignoring. It's just busy in the office, and, and sure. things, things get busy. Sure. No, I, I understand that. And I mean, I think also the way that um, healthcare providers are shifting in this in this country, in the United States, anyway. Um, you know, like I'm I'm part of a bigger hospital system that's been kind of absorbing all these um, smaller associated clinics into one big system. Mm. And during that process, it's actually really damaged my communication with my providers like it's it hasn't actually made things better um maybe in the long run it will but temporarily it's actually made it harder to reach them because they're busier and they're learning all these new systems and so i actually have found myself talking more with pharmacists with questions about certain things because i know it's going to be a day before i get back a message from my doctor sometimes and maybe i want an answer right now so um what are the kinds of things that pharmacists can talk to people about that aren't necessarily like specifics of a medication? I will sometimes go to um, a pharmacy and ask them about potential, um, um, what's, what's it called when they interact with each other? Drug interactions or drug food yeah. interactions and, and oh, yeah. dietary mm-hmm. issues, certainly. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, pharmacists are not trained to be diagnosticians, but once you are diagnosed with something, um, you know, pharmacists learn all the same disease states that all the other healthcare workers learn. So mm-hmm. if you have just basic questions about your disease state and management, um, whether it's drug-related or not, they can certainly help you with that. And, and if they don't know, they can refer you. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to the medication management, you know, there's, I always tell people, you know, say high blood pressure or really any disease. I mean, there's there's so many drugs that can be chosen for you. You know, it depends mm-hmm. on other diseases you might have. You might have high blood pressure and diabetes or high blood pressure and renal failure, kidney failure. So what drug you choose is dependent on all those things. And, and pharmacies, pharmacists are very familiar with the drug studies that have been done to say, well, drug X is better than drug Y for you because you have all these other mm. you know, comorbid, you know, other diseases um, and conditions mm-hmm. that you might have. So certainly talking to them about whether you're on the right drug or not, um, mm. you know, as your, as your plan changes. And then from there, I mean, through you, you know, you can go back to your provider or they can contact your provider to get a medication changed um, mm-hmm. if they feel there might be something better. Um, so really even just optimizing the right drugs for you, even if okay. you're not having side effects or problems. Um, but then on top of it, if there are issues coming up, you feel like you're having side effects from your medications, they can certainly um, do some minimal assessment. Pharmacists are trained in physical assessment as well. They can do, you know, you know, physical mm-hmm. exam on you if they need to in, in a smaller clinic environment um, okay. to assess whether, you know, this rash is related to your drug or not or you know, something uh, else going uh-huh. on. So certainly coming on in and showing somebody a rash on your arm or other parts <laughs> of your body certainly uh-huh. happen from time to time. Um, let's and not so. be choosy about which parts of the body show a rash on, okay? Like, let's exactly. not get crazy. No, no. Well, I've seen crazy, but let's keep it, uh, let's keep it G-rated or at least, or at least PG. Yeah, um, I mean we're 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 big city folks here, so I think we see a lot of crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean they can help assess you know side effects you might be having or think you're having from your medications, and then they can help mm-hmm. you get them changed again. You know, calling the providers back, um, you know, 
Sometimes you're, you know, if you're lucky enough to be in a pharmacy that's within a clinic, because that exists, yeah. then they can walk uh-huh. down the hall and physically talk to somebody. But sometimes, a lot of times, it's via phone uh, yeah. with the reality of, of the way it's set up. Um, but there's, you know, you can have interactions with, with, your, with drugs, with dietary uh, and, and food products. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, drugs interact with each other, not just side effects. So if you're on mm-hmm. two drugs that are interacting and maybe you went to two different providers, one for your you know, lupus and someone else for your HIV disease, and they are not aware of what mm-hmm. what one is prescribing versus the other. The pharmacy is kind of the catch-all of all your meds, or at least you should be going to one pharmacy. That's key. Yeah. You should try not to go to different pharmacies because then that catch-all doesn't happen either. But if you're getting yeah. one provider writing you one prescription and another provider writing you three and a third provider writing you a, a fourth prescription or a fifth prescription, then... Um, the pharmacy is the, the place that knows them all and can determine whether there's interactions, side effects, problems, okay. all of that. Huh. So what about folks like me who, um, like I'm required by my insurance company to use their mail order pharmacy for all my maintenance drugs, but then I sometimes need other meds for things mm-hmm. that come up. Um, and then when I go to the pharmacy, they don't necessarily have my whole drug list Candy. Now, I keep a copy of my current list, then I update as needed on my phone, so I can like just hand my phone to the pharmacist and go, "Here's what I'm taking." Um, oh, is that the good. best way? <laughs> <laughs> am I am I a rare beast? I do. Yes. That? Yeah. You are. Most people that are in your situation, and it's unfortunate. I there are certainly pharmacists in mail order that do great jobs, but I don't love mail order pharmacy because it takes away this person-to-person interaction. But that's the reality of today's healthcare environment, and there are many people like you. And, and there, like I said, there are great pharmacists at the mail order. You can call the mail order. Mm-hmm. They'll give you numbers, and you can get in touch with your pharmacist there so, uh, mm-hmm. or nurses and things like that. So there's certainly that opportunity. But, yeah, definitely come in. You know, if you're just getting one prescription, I mean, maybe it's a short-term antibiotic for, you know, a sinusitis you have or, you know, a sinus infection. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that pharmacy may not even know that you're on three or four other meds or however many it is at the mail mm-hmm. order. So definitely let them know. Antibiotics okay. often interact with, with different drugs. So um, you should definitely let them know because if you don't and you just kind of drop it off and say, okay, I'll be back in a half hour or an hour or whenever yeah. it's ready, and then you come back and pick it up, they don't know. They think that's the only medicine you have. Like So right, you really right. do need to know. Um, okay. So to have someone like you is 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 great. Most people don't. They just kind of drop it off, pick it up, and okay. then, uh, you know, hopefully there's okay. not a problem. But if there is... Well, then I'm going to advise what I often do so many times with Chronic Babe is to tell people to, like, put every... Make a list. That's all I... Like, so much of my advice comes down to make a list. And in this <laughs> case, make a list of all your meds and keep it handy. Like, I like to keep it in my phone because I always have my phone on me. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever you need to do. But, I mean, I think that makes sense. So yeah. tell and me. And I think I always, I was going to say, I always know when I have a patient who can tell me what meds they're on, like that's mm-hmm. also how I assess your compliance. Like if someone comes to me and uh, says, oh, I don't uh-huh. know, I'm on a blood pressure medicine, but, uh, you know, and I might be on this or that. Like that's mm-hmm. when I, a red flags go off in my brain, like, oh, they they're might not be that compliant or they're not taking it regularly if they don't oh. have a little more detail. Like, I don't expect every detail, like, but as long sure. as they can name, you know, the medicine, you know, they don't necessarily have to have the dose, the milligram strength all the time, but as long as they have a pretty good sense or they have a list on them, then I'm like, okay, yeah, they're taking their meds because 
There's a lot of people that have meds and don't take them either, and there's different reasons why. It might be financial. It might be, you know, their own belief systems or problems mm-hmm. they've had. So, mm-hmm. but it's it's and a way that pharmacists assess compliance, whether you whether you are on top of it like like you okay. are or not. Yeah. So. so how is that important then for you? I mean, how, why is it important for you to know if we're being good compliant patients? It's really important, especially some patients tell you what you want to hear too. So you say, oh, do you take your meds? Oh, I take them every day on time, every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they may be, you know, fibbing to you because they want you to not judge them either. So, uh-huh. But it's sure. really important because if you tell me, oh, I'm taking them or I think you're taking them, and then I see, well, they're not working, you're having five asthma attacks a month or your blood pressure uh-huh. is through the roof, then I'm uh-huh. going to recommend to your doctor, well, why don't we increase this blood pressure med or increase mm-hmm. her asthma medication or change it around. Um, and when I didn't really need to change it, I really just needed to make you take what you're supposed to be taking. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I changed it and I increased the dose and then you decide, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you know, I really should start taking this regularly. And then you take it regularly, but now it's a dose that's twice as much, but I made it twice as much because I thought the lower dose wasn't working for you, right? but you right. really just weren't taking it for one reason or another. So now I've doubled the dose because I thought oh. it wasn't, because I thought you needed more. And now, you know, you may have side effects or problems when, when it really was just that the patient wasn't taking it and, and, you know, was afraid or didn't want to tell their provider, you know, that they're not taking it. We get that mm-hmm. all the time. People just, you know, actually pharmacy less. Most people are more honest with their pharmacist than they are at the doctor's <laughs> office. I wonder why that is. Do you know why that is? It's, I don't know. Maybe we're less intimidating or less, I don't know. Ah, yeah. That might, that might, be, that might be it. I mean, it's like I, I can walk into any, you know, big chain pharmacy right now in Chicago and march right up to a pharmacist. But I cannot walk into my doctor's office or certainly not any of my specialist's office and walk right up and see them, like yeah. look them right in the eye immediately and say, hello, I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. But, huh, that's interesting. But I do, um, that's usually my approach to them. Like, okay, tell me the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you told them over there, but tell me the truth. Right, right. <laughs> well, so, you know, I want to, I want to kind of start to wrap up, but I want to ask you then when, when people think about having that relationship with their pharmacist, one thing that I always think about, I try to think about the caregiver perspective and and the pressures they're under and the things that they're experiencing and feeling. Um, And I, and I know that all across our healthcare system right now, we're in a time of enormous change and everybody's time is, is much more overloaded than it ever was. And, um, demands are just always increasing on people's energy and, and knowledge and time. Yeah. So what is a, what's a good way for somebody to kind of build that relationship with their pharmacist? Like how, how appropriate is it for me? If I happen to be going by my pharmacy, can I poke my head in and go like, Hey, you know, is that, is that weird or? No, no, uh, it's not weird at all. I think the big term nowadays in pharmacy, um, it's called medication therapy management or MTM. So if you walked up to your pharmacist when you're, when you're, you don't need to use those words, but if you want to, I guess you can, but we're supposed to be reviewing your profile and making sure that things are okay. And then the buzzword now, as I said, is the whole MTM. Um, so if it's, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, can, when you get a moment, it doesn't have to be right now. Um, you know, can you review my whole profile and, and, you know, mm-hmm. tell me, you know, how, what you think and how things are. Pharmacists too now can 
you know, and it, like you said, there's time issues and things like that. But pharmacists do uh, have appointments that so you can say, can I come back during a certain time and sit down with you for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and go through my medications? And sometimes people are there for a half hour for individual appointments. They'll do those. Wow. They'll do those in the cross shift. So, like, you know, they have an evening and a day pharmacist. So when there's overlap and there's two people there, you know, they mm-hmm. will they will provide um, consultations, sit-down consultations. And, wow. And the reason that we can do that now, and I hate going back to the money, but it's all about the uh-huh. money. Like, we are now allowed to bill for those types of things to your insurance company. It's uh, in the background okay. for, for you guys, <clears throat> but, you uh-huh. know, it does get billed. It's, it's not huge okay. reimbursements, but there's a few dollars that get exchanged. Sure. For the actual consultation on top of the uh, the medications that you receive. So yeah, sure. I would definitely walk on up. Okay. Tell them, you know, tell them you want a, a more comprehensive review of your medications, or you can throw that buzz term out there an MTM consultation. Okay. Uh, they'll, they'll know <laughs> what it's about, what and they'll be surprised. Like, oh, where did she? Where did he or she learn that term? <laughs> so, what, what, tell me again what MTM stands for. Medication, medication. therapy management. Medication therapy management. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think um, I didn't. I did not know that you could make an appointment with a pharmacist to like have a consultation. I think that's a fantastic idea for a lot of people, and um, probably a great stopgap for a lot of people who are having like it's having to wait to see um, doctors or you know having issues. I think that's such a great idea. And I guess the thing that I always counsel people to do is just show up to the counter like you would with any other meeting with a friend mm-hmm. or a family member or whatever and like be be as gracious and patient and um and cool and like authentic like be yourself as much as you can i mean that's always been my I have the most positive experiences when i show up to the counter and i'm yeah. like hey kevin how are you today and you're like usually the pharmacist looks up and goes Wow, thanks for asking. I'm okay, sure, I'm good. Like it's I don't think that happens all that much. I think people like they're they're sick, they're frustrated, maybe they're scared. They walk up to the counter, they want to get their meds and go home and take them and get better. Yeah. And I I imagine that y'all don't get a lot of people who show up and like actually give a crap about how you're doing for even 5 seconds, you know. Yeah, I would agree with that. That would be really that is always a nice thing when somebody uh Someone says hello and genuinely cares. So I, I, yeah. I would definitely appreciate that. If if you came into my pharmacy, I would appreciate it. <laughs> Maybe we can arrange that sometime. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Deal. So, so I love it. So, so I think I, you know, hopefully folks have been listening to this and are, are I mean, you've given us so many good tips, um, so many pearls of wisdom. So I hope people go back and listen to this again and, and make sure they gather those up because I Kevin, I think that it that you thank you for um proving me right because I've been telling people for years to have relationships with their pharmacists <laughs> but I've never actually asked a pharmacist if that's a good idea. So um thank I'm really glad to know I haven't uh, been wrong this whole time. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Um I just thank you for uh referring them. So sure, you're doing sure. you're doing great things. Thank you. Well, I'm so happy that we've been able to talk today. And I, I think that your information and your um, enthusiasm for, for, for patient well-being is, is so awesome. And I, um, I'm really thankful for your time. And I know everybody listening is too. Well, it's been a pleasure.
Cool. Well, so folks, thanks again for listening. This has been a bonus audio interview for the Chronic Babe 101 book and website and accompanying materials. I hope you enjoy. Until we meet again, be a...